Hey, it's Games, Grit, and Gratitude, Real Talk with Jean Leggett. Hi, I'm Jean Leggett, and this is my friend and producer, Roger Reichardt. Hello. Hi, everybody. I hope everybody's having a reasonably awesome day, week. Uh, it is the end of June. By the time you hear this, who knows what hellscapes alive for us in July? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, asteroids, aliens. Who knows what's going to happen next? You know, we shouldn't joke about it. Um, and maybe Roger will just cut all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Probably will. Oh my gosh, Roger, how's it going? I am doing. I'm doing pretty well. I look forward to our recording sessions on, so we record on Tuesdays, so I look forward to Tuesdays. I am, I always really enjoy the time that we spend together. It, um, it's a lot of fun. It brings me a lot of joy and it also helps me get really clear about what it is that I want to achieve in the world. So for that moment of the week, it's, (laughs) it's all about clarity for me. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So today we are talking about... Well, branding. we are talking about branding. <laughs> and actually, you know, it's really interesting. It was, um, I was having some conversations just recently about uh, not necessarily branding, but about clarity. Mm. And, and so a lot of what you'll hear me talk about today is the branding piece of it. But what does branding really mean? And what does it mean when you get really clear on your vision and communicate that to other people? Nice. Yeah. Um, I would say this is probably my favorite episode, or the one I was looking for. I should say my favorite episode, because who knows? <laughs> we haven't even recorded it. I know. I know. That's right. <laughs> this, this might be my least favorite episode after, after we're done. Uh, no, I, I, was lo- I was most looking forward to this episode, because I think branding, to me, is like really interesting, uh, and I hope to get something out of it myself. I get I, I get something out of every episode, but I'm hoping that, like, all right, what can I get to brand my own my own. Uh, <laughs> my own image, my own, my own brand. So yeah, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Well, I'm, I, I'm also excited about it because, you know, I don't consider myself an expert in any of the things that I talk about. I just, I, I speak to them from the place of experience, but not expertise because the word expert really, it means that you have to be somehow infallible and, and I am, you know, fallible as they come. And I'm constantly curious and willing to make mistakes. I think that's one way how I keep my sense of humor about all of this indie dev and, and solopreneur and, and all of the things that I do. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have an episode, hopefully in the future, where we talk about uh, fail fast and fail safe and what that all means. That'd be really cool. Oh, you want the list of my failures? I'm, <laughs> yes! I'm, <laughs> I have a list. I have a list. Actually, you know what? That might be a really fun episode because yeah. I think it would invite people to feel less less concerned about their own failures. Uh, I was yeah. coaching a client earlier today and you know, one of the things that makes them nervous about doing job interviews is maybe that they'll feel rejected or that somebody will say, you're not good enough for this. Mm. And and meanwhile, I said to them, so in all the people that you know in game dev, how many of them say that they know everything there is to know mm-hmm. or that they are the complete expert in what it is that they know? Yeah. And, uh, and they were like, huh, okay. I'm like, see? Yeah. We're all sort of just doing our best. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that, I think that'd be really fun. I think, well, we'll we'll talk about that. But today we're talking <laughs> about today we're talking about branding, uh, and the episode title is Gene Gene the Brand Machine. Well, you know what? That was just me being a goofball. But it's, uh, I guess, if you were going to talk about the definition of branding. Um, the, the formal definition of branding is branding is a way of identifying your business. It's how customers recognize and experience your business. So the fact that I'm calling this episode, Jean Jean, the branding machine is playful and fun and goofy, and it's very on brand for Jean Leggett. <laughs> nice. Uh, so should we jump right into, well, let's, let's talk about, I, I know you had some like stuff you want to talk about the importance of branding. Do you want to talk, do you want to talk about that first in some key definitions of branding? Or? Sure. Um, okay. well actually, no, let me, let me throw this at you because I hardly ever ask you questions. Oh boy. So you had us no on, wants to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> you had us on your podcast or you had me on your podcast yeah. quite a while ago. And yeah. what would you say, like, in the course of doing research for having me on the show, what would you say your experience was of me as a person and or as a company? Um, so I think the, the first thing I would say is uh, how how well spoken you were and and how positive your brand is. Right. So. And that's actually one of the reasons why I reached out to you to do this podcast. So we we've been friends, right? So since you've been on the show, like we've kept in touch and been friends, right? And, yeah. and actually, I try that with all. I try to do that with all my guests. And well, I think we'll talk about that in this episode, talking about like your social friends, like your social network friends, right? Uh, and and one of the reasons I want to have this podcast with you is because you and Blair are are genuine, right? In and what you're doing is real and there's nothing fake about what you do or who you, who you both are. And I love that. And, and to me, that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Like after I getting to know you, cause I think we've known each other for, I want to say like almost two years now, actually. Mm, that sounds about um, right. So I was just like, how can I, uh, you know, help them because I, I think I think I have a skill in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people seem to like the uh, the early listeners, the tester listeners that's of episode good. one quite like it. So <laughs> I'm going to go with their opinion of us. OK, that's good. Um, but I wanted I wanted to do this because um, I believe in what what you both stand for and what you're what you're both doing in the industry. And I think that that's the thing that when when I got to know you, even before I got to know you, like when I researched your brand, it's just how positive and how genuine you are, right? Like, it's not, it's not fake. Like, I don't, when, when I got to know you, even like on a personal level, because like when we talked on the podcast, I mean, we, we got to a personal level, but not like, not like we, we, friends, know, friends, message. yeah, yeah, friends, friends, yeah, right? So, um, and to me, I, I just, I don't know. That, to me, I think that was important for me to know that that's who you are. You know, it's and it's so interesting because if you if you do a search on like what is a personal brand versus a business brand and a lot of the things that you talked about are things that I'm going to talk about tonight in in terms of like what what are the best practices for establishing a brand. And for me, it sometimes when I talk about this whole idea of branding, people go, ooh, personal branding, ew, that's kind of gross. Mm. But I want to take a step back and look at it from a, a coaching perspective and say, how is it that you are being seen? And how is it that you want to be seen? So I want to frame our conversation around those elements of it. And for us, I know that when we started One More Story Games, 
one of the first things that we thought of was to make sure that our logo was professionally done. Yeah. Right. We we had we had a little bit of cash and we we're like, you know what? It's it's not something that you just want to like scribble. Yeah. Right. So like thinking about your logo, thinking about your website, thinking about your business cards and also like how do you show up in conversations with people? Right. Like yeah. do you waltz into conversations and be the equivalent of the person that just puts their feet on a coffee table? Or do you, you come in and you, you know, give a good firm handshake and you have a conversation with people and you are you are engaged. Right. That's a yeah. big piece of it. And yeah. Strangely enough, all of that becomes a little piece of the personal branding. Uh, I have some friends that are, um, the way that they want to show up is edgy. You know, they've got the the half-shaved head and, and the way that they dress, the way that they look, the way that they carry themselves is very consistent. Mm. And so we're going to talk a little bit about consistency and clarity tonight, for sure. Nice. Cool. Um, well, I do have... <laughs> Well, I'm going to turn the tables on you now because I have a bunch of questions I want to ask. <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate the fact that you um, you ask me uh, questions and you and you allow me to like interact with you. So that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> wow, that makes <laughs> Roger. That, that that sounds bad. I didn't mean it. it sound does bad. it makes me sound like I'm some sort of tyrant? I oh, mean, I can't believe you allow me to actually talk. I no, can't I believe mean, what... Roger spoke. Yeah, Roger. Shh. <laughs> it's the gene show quiet, quiet over there this is the gene show now uh no i what i meant was like this when i when i first had the show and it's funny because i think this like has morphed and this is episode three only but when when i first like envisioned this show it was just gonna be like okay gene you talk and i'm just gonna ask you a few questions but like as of like episode two you're like i'm gonna ask you questions so that way we have a conversation i'm like yeah. okay we can do that so i yeah. like that so yeah um so anyway i do have questions for you so okay. good 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 so let's say I already have my, we, we, we talked about mission statements. We talked about value documents. We talk about like having an idea, right? So I have all these things. Now I want to build my brand. So where do I start with that? Oh my goodness. Well, I think that it's good that you've done the homework, right? The, the mission statement and making that decision as to how you want to show up as a business or even as a person. So let's, let's just take it from a business perspective. Um, you know what? I kind of feel like if I could pause for a moment and go and drag up my really old mission statement for One More Story sure. Games, do you mind? Yeah, no, that's fine. So, for example, with One More Story Games, the mission statement that we crafted six years ago, which is kind of cool, the mission statement reads, creating innovative gaming experiences by promoting global community, literacy, and critical thinking. Now, that seems kind of like highfalutin. Um, maybe it's like, what? What are these? Fa like, who has a mission statement for their company that's an indie company? But for us, when you think about it, we're really big on the literacy component, on building communities, and also critical thinking through the use of helping authors who might want to convert not just your regular short stories, but maybe works of art, some literature, right? That's a mm. really big piece of what drives us. And then our yeah. vision statement, which is to transform the landscape of the publishing and gaming industries by establishing democratic, transparent infrastructure for our community to create rich and compelling stories. Wow. I know, kind of deep. But yeah, honestly, deep. truly, that is that is just an encapsulation of the beating heart of what it is that we had set out to do. Have we been effective in doing that all six and a half years? 
I I think so. I think that the way that people see us is that we had that intent, whether or not we're able to make that fully actionable are two different things. But yeah. having that heart and having that intent um, has really allowed us to create the framework around our company, has helped us develop the kind of material. So all of your marketing materials are very much in alignment with that vision and mission statement, the way that we conduct ourselves, the way that we talk about our company out in the world, right? Uh, democratization and literacy are the two driving forces of why we even built this game engine and why we feel the need for this company to exist. So I think it would be kind of interesting to see if I, if I ever come across somebody who has encountered us to say, do you feel like these are accurate values? And if they said no, I would be kind of surprised. Yeah. Right. Well, and I, and I think that that was going to be my next question, my follow-up question. So um, it sounds like when you are building your brand, you always go back to that mission and vision statements, right? And your value statements. And you say, okay, when I'm, when I'm putting myself out there and, and I think it's also important too, because when people think of brand, they think of, at least this is what I think of, maybe other people think of differently. Um, but when I think of brand, I think of what is my logo, right? What is, what is my, what does that look like? And does it reflect what I'm trying to portray? And mm-hmm. then secondly, like, I think a lot of people focus on brand from like a social media standpoint. Um, but what you just said there also tells me that it's not just that, right? Anytime that you're out in the, in the public and I mean, this makes sense, right? But anytime that you're inter- interacting with anybody, like you're always on brand, like you, you're representing your brand. You're you're constantly. You should be constantly mindful of how you're showing up and representing your your company or your, you know, your indie indie studio or even just yourself. And like for example, if your studio was super into being very fun and casual, and your booth was, um, and you were known for like nerf nerf gun fights. Right. And that was like that becomes part of your brand, part of your culture. So that's the other piece of where that brand falls into is the culture of your company. And Mm. is everybody in alignment with that vision? Branding also helps you when you have clarity with your branding. So here's a phrase that I hate, but also believe that it is worth a million dollars in of itself, which is clarity equals cash. Mm. I hate it because I have like feelings about like hoarding wealth because that's what I see in the world. But when you can get clear about something and you can communicate that with consistency, that's the other C word that I like, then people will give you cash. Hmm. So if you're clear about your branding or clear about your game idea, clear about who you are as a person with consistency People will say, hey, this is a person worth giving my cash to, whether I'm investing or buying a product from them. Clarity equals cash. And you cannot have clarity if you have chaos. So you really Mm. need to get your shit together, people. (laughs) Well, so that leads me to my second question then. Um, So you talked, we talked about being on, on brand and being consistent with that. What is the difference between than a personal brand and a business brand. Um, and I think that's important, especially if, you know, if I work for a big company and me personally, I know that I'm re- a representative for, for my company, right? Mm-hmm. Whether, whether, uh, whether I like it or not, I'm, I'm representing my company, right? So if I, so 
I associate myself with my company, but if I'm on my own brand, I think that's even more important. So can you talk about that, that personal brand versus the business brand? We've we've seen a lot of that, I think. We might not necessarily have that conversation about identifying, oh, this person has a personal brand. But like, for example, with some of the, the stupid, awful things that have happened in the world in the last couple of months, you see people going out into public being garbage mouths, and 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 absolutely deserving what I think is social media backlash to an extent. I don't think we should cancel all the people, but there are some people who are clearly clearable, clearly clearable, clearly terrible, uh, garbage mouths, and you know a company does not want to be associated with that. Yeah. And if they do, I mean, hey, own it that your your company is also garbage people, but. <laughs> I know. You know what? Somebody imprinted that into my brain two years ago, and it's awful. I shouldn't describe people as garbage, but there are some garbage people in the world. And I'd like to just like take them to the dump and leave them there. (laughs) So when we think about like the games industry, for example, you, you know, way back in the 80s, they didn't put names of game developers on the boxes because they didn't Mm. want them to get poached. Right. So you were not building a brand as a game developer. You were an employee on a team making a product and everybody knew it was, you know, Activision or um, Electronic Arts or or Sierra Online or whatever company it was. They, They knew the company as a brand. And what we've seen in the last, I would say, five years, especially because you have more and more people interested in indie game development is you're seeing more and more cult of personality happening with the developers right Mm -hmm. so some of them there's a very infamous person who does not have a great brand and i would say that is notch formerly of mojang who sold minecraft for i think it was a billion dollars to microsoft that is a garbage person with garbage Mm -hmm. opinions come at me notch lovers um (laughs) You know, that is that is a person who goes out of their way to just be unkind and, and nasty. And Microsoft has numerous times had to come out and say, no longer associated with Minecraft because those are not those are not our values. Right. Yeah. So yeah. and and on the plus side, you have some developers for um, maybe like Telltale or Ubisoft or um, although Ubi's not having a great week right now, but you have other people who have stood out and embraced the public eye. And I think there's pros and cons to that, right? Because mm-hmm. people will then expect you, if you start to create and cultivate a personal brand, people expect you to stay on brand and they get very angry if you start to deviate from this image that you, A, have created, and B, that they have then created in their own heads as an extension of you. So that's been super interesting because, hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, and I, can I riff off of that for a minute? So Absolutely. I, th- I think the one thing that, that I find, I mean, especially with now, like, it's just... It just seems, this seems so relevant now in, in what's happening with everything, right? I also think that, well, I have two thoughts on this. One, I, I think that people, when they brand themselves, I think I think they want to be out there. I think they want to be like, like, explode, right? Like, look at me! And like, they just regurgitate like all this stuff on social media. And they try to be edgy because they want 
to be identified or they want to be like seen by somebody. Right. And, and yeah. how, how do you break into an industry that is so uh, inundated with, with so much noise and so many options out there? Like, how do you, how do you get your brand out there? How do you get people to recognize Oof. you? Oof. I, you know, I made a list of like, here are, here's the shortcut, like bullet point. What are, what are the things that you need to think about when you're cultivating a brand, whether it's the personal brand or the business brand? So one is the be focused. What is it? What is it? And how are you showing up in the world? So the clarity piece, absolutely important. Be genuine. So what I have experienced in the last couple of years, especially because I've encountered some narcissists along the way, I didn't really, I, you know what? I, I had experienced narcissists prior to that in my life, but I never met one to the point where I had to go look it up in the DSM to to like fully understand that this was a, um, a, a disturbance of personality. Yeah. So be genuine. Um, when you're talking about people who are creating personal brands for the recognition piece, and, and that's where I worry that it converges onto narcissism territory, right? It's they're willing to say anything to constantly be in the public eye because they thrive on either positive or negative attention. Uh, there's a certain person who lives in a white house that thrives on attention either or pers- um, positive or negative. And, and so that's where you have to be concerned about those things. Most people, 98% of people who are not narcissists or sociopaths, you know, for them to be genuine people, and maybe genuine for you looks like you talk about your anxiety, or you talk about your dog, or you just want to show everybody your cosplay. Those are all cool ways of being genuine. And and it's hard because you come onto a place like Game Dev Twitter and, and everybody seems to be knowing each other already and everybody's having a yeah. party and you're standing yeah. there in the corner all by yourself. Yes. And it's like you're trying to be genuine, but you also want attention. And so you may act in ways that aren't genuine to you. Mm. And I think people just need to appreciate and understand that um, a brand doesn't emerge overnight. A brand is... Uh, and the definition is uh, a way of identifying your business. It's how people recognize and experience you or your business, right? right? So that is something that that just comes over time. Uh, I think I shared with you or some sometime on some podcast that when I first got going with my solo business in Barrie, the last place where we lived at, I was teaching a lot of laughter yoga and I was doing joyful mind mindfulness. And so my name ended up becoming Joyful Jean. Like if I go back to Barry, they're like, Joyful Jean. <laughs> and listen, I have my cranky moments. And um, but like, that's just how people saw me and experienced me. And yeah. I think that's, you know, you need to give people space to have an experience of you rather than constantly trying to manipulate their experience of you. Hmm. Uh, Let's see, what other points do I have? I'm going to try and be quick about them because we can talk about them more in detail. But, you know, what is it that you're trying to say? What is the story of you, of your company, of your project? I have tried to document everything that we've gone through as a studio because, A, I'm a storyteller. I I really love incorporating that into my inspirational and motivational speaking. Um, And do I 
control what I say? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Because there, there's a way that I can tell that story that is kind and empathetic, or there's a way where I can just rip a new one to every single person that's ever, you know, harmed a hair on my head. So I'm trying to do it like ladylike. <laughs> um, consistency. Consistency comes up yet again. Failure. It is okay. You know, you might go out there and you might try to create a brand and find it that that's not working for you. That's not in alignment with your values or your vision. That's okay. What is the net positive? Like what do people take away when they encounter you or people from your company or your team on your project? Um, Who are the people that inspire you? Like what other brands, either company wise of like how they stand, like for example, League of Geeks was doing a recruiting drive. And so their video popped up on my timeline. One thing that I noticed is that they took the time to caption their video and they showed a lot of people who are very diverse working at their studio in their video. They don't even have to say anything, but the fact that they chose to cultivate that as their image says so much. So Mm. Those are, as a company, League of Geeks is really inspiring because I've heard nothing but good things. I'm sure that they have like their issues like any other company does, but their brand and my experience of them is very positive. And, um, and I think when you, when you start to develop that brand over time and you show up and you're clear and you're consistent, then it becomes easy to find your champions. There's another C word for you, right? That... That clarity, that consistency leads to champions and cash. Mm. And it's kind of a crazy thing. Um, And I have found that to be absolutely true over the last six and a half years. And then finally, you know, what is your legacy? What is it that you want your impact to be? How are you leaving people as their experience of you? Mm. (laughs) There's a, I, I have a lot of questions, but I'm I'm going to try to (laughs) put it down because because you know, in, in interest of time for our listeners as well, like I, we, we can. I think what we're going to do is we're probably going to explore a lot of these uh, topics through other episodes yeah, as well. Absolutely, right? weaving some of that stuff in there. Um, but one, one of the other questions. Well, yeah, I have a lot of questions here. So <laughs> I know so it, talk- it's the, the Roger and Gene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. It's funny, like how we, how we. We, we each come up with like some some things we want to talk about and then it and then by the end like when we have our outline it's like here are the questions it's like wow there's a lot of questions we have about this <laughs> and then and then we'll start like riffing off each other and asking questions too so i mean you know that's we fine. can always that's do good. branding part two we can we yeah can. yeah bonus episode um, exactly um so when you're looking to incorporate then your social media into building your brand how do you do that oh. how do you incorporate in, in a, because like again, kind of tying into the mm-hmm. whole like social media is so loud. Uh, you could set out a tweet and it's like buried within two seconds, right? On yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? Well, first of all, I think it would be really beneficial for people to do some research on what are great marketing and branding strategies, specifically in game development. So some really great articles have been written. Um, I'm just trying to think of it's uh, Kit Fox Games. Uh, mm. Victoria has written some really great articles on how you can do indie indie dev marketing on a shoestring budget. And, and I think a big piece of it is understanding where your target market is. 
So for example, if you are looking to create a game that is aimed towards 40-year-old women, which is the, the age demographic of the game that we're currently working on, where would I find those customers, right? So then it's, so you need to understand your customer first and foremost. Then you need to make sure that you're, um, making sure that your brand for your project or your company is in alignment with what it is that you're selling to those customers, right? So it's just about being consistent, Roger. Yeah, Are, am yeah. I going to find 40-year-old women on TikTok? Uh, maybe, but less than I would if I were using Instagram as that place. You know, is the branding for the the Lily Bard project consistent with what I would expect from this particular um, audience and genre and all of those things. And those, those are exercises that you could do with the branding documents. Uh, I'll try to include some of that in our, in our takeaways, but I don't think it's going to be in this episode because they're, we're going to devote an episode specifically to doing like what's called the lean canvas and the, um, the, the business canvas as well so that people can, and that's like, that's hardy homework. That isn't just mm. dash that off in five minutes before you mm. listen to the podcast. It's like, you need to do some real deep thinking about where your audience is so that you can, you can resonate with them. So I see, I'm going to just jump ahead to the do's and yeah. don'ts question because I yeah. see it. So if yeah. you're talking about your your companies say say you have an indie studio and you're creating your brand around that stay consistent with your values as a company kit fox is all about fun and uh, i want to say like goofy lighthearted um and sometimes they go like i'm like whoa that that was that was a level that i wouldn't necessarily go to like raunchy fun like victoria yeah. does these hilarious tiktoks she's really out there and yet she resonates with their core audience and that's all that matters right it's are are 60 year old people going to have the same reaction to Victoria's TikToks as somebody who is like 22 and is going to play my my dungeon boyfriend or my boyfriend's dungeon? Um, I'm sorry, I mangled that, but um, my my brain it's I'm 43. My brain doesn't work the same way anymore. But and it's 10:20 at night. It's so. 10:20 at night, and so you know, Victoria is very consistent with the branding of that. If you are thinking about doing the personal branding and, you know, just or even just trying to be yourself, what does that best possible self look like? Well, uh, I think Will Wheaton has a great piece of advice, which is don't be a dick, mm -hmm. right? Don't don't show up to public spaces like Twitter, like Facebook, like LinkedIn and be a garbage person and say garbage things that are that are hateful or misogynist or sexist or any of those things, because that leaves a lasting impression of who you are and that will carry forth with you. Um, you know, if you're concerned about maybe some of the things that you've said in the past, there are tools that you can go and research on Google that will allow you to wipe out your social media history and you can have a blank slate. Now, do we say things and, and do we change? I believe that everybody is capable of change. You have to make a decision to do so. Um, have you ever said anything stupid on social media that you've regretted, Roger? Have I? Um, probably on Facebook because I use Facebook for more like personal things. Well, not even um, Facebook friends. I'm like so hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, so, we're not really friends. He's no, just my producer. <laughs> yeah, we're not friends at all. Um, <laughs> 
you know, it's it's interesting though because I am very <laughs> I am very careful what I post on Twitter um, because I I have a personal Twitter account, but my Twitter is really for my brand, and I'm yeah. really 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 careful of what I what I post. I don't I don't post I don't I don't post anything that will. Um, well, that's not true. I did post one thing, but it wasn't. I didn't think it was controversial, but apparently it was. Um, and I don't regret it. I think I'm still right on it, so I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah. gonna regret what I posted. But um, I think I I. But you know, but the thing is, there are there are things that um, you know, I have a very very moral like I, I hold myself very high for my, for like who I am and my morals and everything, right? So mm-hmm. like. So, so do yeah, crazy people, th- Roger. Just so you know, I I know I know it's true. Um, wait, are you calling me crazy? Um, <laughs> I'm crazy, but it's okay. But I, I guess I guess I'm very conf- I, I guess I'm very conservative when it comes to posting things that I feel like um, will cause. I I don't I'm not out on Twitter to to make to, to cause chaos, right? right? Like I'm out there to to produce my band now. Facebook, on the other hand, I mean, I do challenge people, but that's my personal thing, right? So yeah, I challenge people on yeah. their thoughts and stuff well, like that. Well, you know, what's really interesting with everything happening with Black Lives Matter in the in the past month and a bit. I've been a raging lefty for since I was knee high, right? I have some personal ideologies that there's so much wealth in the world that it seems really silly that we have people starving and dying, and and that are uneducated. Um, and, and don't have homes and, and all of these things, like these things seem really ludicrous to me, but I felt like for the longest time, as I was building this business brand of Gene Leggett, CEO of One More Story Games, that I couldn't talk about politics for the longest time. Yeah. And because people get very sensitive when you talk about politics, that's like, okay. But now with Black Lives Matter, I feel like I can kind of let my internal leftist out And uh, some people have strong feelings about leftists. It's like, listen, at the end of the day, I just want everybody to um, have the opportunity to to feel safe. Right. End of the day. So I would say that my my brand, I've grown more into who I am as a person in alignment with my brand. I always kept it apolitical. I didn't, I don't think you would really find me tweeting too much that was uh, sweary. So I did create a locked account for myself a, a few months ago, just because I needed a place to say bleep bleep. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm glad that I've been able to grow more of myself into this, this brand of Gene Leggett on in the public space right i feel i feel like the two are converging a little bit more more naturally lately yeah and that's i mean that's a good question that i wanted to ask to you um so like i i guess i want to i guess i want to clarify one thing like when it comes to things like black lives matter when it comes to um you know, the virus that's going on and protecting people's lives. Like those things I'm not afraid of tweeting about, right? Because yeah. those are things I believe in. Um, but when it comes to political things, like, like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's it's hard because like, well, like, like, um, eh, I don't know. Like I, I have my views on censorship, right? Like I, and that's actually one of the things I got in trouble with was my post about censorship and what is censorship. 
Um, people didn't like my answer. Um, but those things, like, I, tr- I, tr- I it, that that's more video games, but I try to stay away from, like, politics when there's, like, political, like, you know, arguments between the left and the right. I, I kind of stay out of that. Like, the Black Lives Matter movement, like, obviously I support that. And, and the Coronas, like, those things, I feel like that's just, you should promote, you should believe in that stuff. But, yeah, when it comes to politics... How do you do you do you try to stay away from that? Do you incorporate that into your brand? Do you Well, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you have to make a decision who's looking at your who what is the experience people are going to have at your social media, right? Who's looking yeah. at this? So, if you were on there and you were consistently talking about how you love one particular way of thinking and you hate the other way of thinking, then you know, it's okay if an employer from a particular company who just happens to have that similar vein of thinking is like, great, they're in alignment with us, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just an alignment meter. And and they'll go, okay, this person's really in alignment or, ooh, this person is posting stuff that is not in alignment with our mission and values as a company. And, and not to say that there's a right or wrong way of thinking, but I think that if you're regressive in your thinking and you think that women should be barefoot and pregnant and stay in your kitchens forever, and that um, I've heard some crazy things over the years that I've just been like, um, you know, you would probably do okay at a programmer game development company because they don't care about those things, but. For a company that is thinking about expanding and including people that are welcoming and diverse and tolerant, eh, you just shot yourself in the foot. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that maybe being yourself 100% is a way to weed out people. However, I think that the biggest challenge we are also facing with social media and just getting like this little slivers of who people are is that we we judge them for that one thing so today i shared a post um and it was about a woman's reproductive health and so some people have very strong feelings about women's reproductive health and so i i may lose followers you know what okay you know what ciao see you um but it's an it's an alignment with who my what my values are and i would absolutely want that for other people so it can it can certainly be dangerous you you, you're seeing more and more polarity happening in the political space these days and and i think there's a lot of anger so if you want to be mindful of that sort of thing uh and you want to cultivate conversation around that and be seen not necessarily as a neutral party but she's just seen as an intelligent party is maybe invite people to have a conversation rather than just throwing your your opinions into their face, throwing your brand of being a, a, a boorish a, a boorish boar. <laughs> if I were to start a new brand, it'd be called Boris Boorish Boar. That would be my boorish uh, boorish boar. You know what? Um, you could make face masks with that, and yeah, uh, and they still wouldn't wear them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I have one more question because I, I think I, we have a lot of questions, but I think I'm going to ask one more question and then I think we're going to take some of those questions and, and make a part two. Oh. Um, cause I, there's, I think there's some stuff that we can dig into. A yeah. Bit more. Yeah. You know what? I think that's a really great idea. You're such a great idea guy, Roger. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, 
my last question here, and I and we can leave it here. We can answer this question, but I think we can dig into this a little bit more later. But my followers on social media are they my friends? <laughs> <laughs> Dear social media followers, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you decide you want to unfollow us now because we are not following you back, I'm sorry to see you go. So so here's the thing. Um, we all sort of have to do our, our personal life management stuff, right? I've yeah. been in public speaking for 15 years as a stand-up comic, as a professional speaker, you know, doing all of these things, traveling the world. And for a long time, I thought it was really cool when people loved me, right? And so they would add me on Facebook. They would add me everywhere. And I would be like, yay, reciprocity. So real life isn't like that. So I found that I was trying to, because I have, uh, and I talk about this in to talk about this in the other podcast um no i'm not starting another podcast i got confused oh, there are you, are you are you jumping ship already <laughs> um one of the things that i have talked about on twitter is that uh, i have complex ptsd undiagnosed undiagnosed complex ptsd i had a challenging childhood and, and as a result, I've developed some codependency mechanism. So if you're not familiar with codependency, we'll go into that some other podcast episode. <laughs> but basically, I'm a massive people pleaser. And where that comes into is I was spending four hours a day cultivating relationships with people on Facebook that didn't care about me. Yeah, I was commenting, I was engaging, I was messaging them. And, yeah. and maybe and that's all on me. Right. But that was I felt that I had to do that. And with Twitter, because of the the, the constant messaging and the constant uh, refreshing of the feed, you know, I was following like fifteen hundred people and some of them were negative And I didn't really that's not what I wanted in my life. And some of them I just outgrew. We outgrew with friends. You're not friends with the same people from grade two. Are you, Roger? Do you? Yes. I really, well, I have, I, no, let me take, I have one friend that, I mean, he's my best friend, right? Aww. So we've been best friends since first grade. So, uh, but, but we don't, and unfortunately we just, we, we live in two different cities now, so we don't really talk to yeah. each other as much, but I still consider him. Yeah. But like, you're not friends with like everybody that you went to elementary school with. Oh God, no. Right. Oh God, so, no. Like, he's the only person I'm friends with in I, elementary school. I feel school. like social media has created this, this false sense of emotional intimacy with people because you yeah. see them in their lives. No, no, no. What you see is what they allow you to see. That's the other piece yeah. of it. So yeah. I called my list. I was vocal about the culling of the list. I said, listen, it's not personal. People will always take it personally. I've been, people have unfollowed me that I was like, why have you unfollowed me? And now it's like, <laughs> cool, see ya. Um, and it just, you can't take these things personally. I, I do follow still a handful of people. Um, but I've tried to keep it down so that I can focus because I'm busy. Yeah. I have a job, I have a business, I have multiple side projects, including this podcast, you know, <laughs> and, and I also want to give people quality attention time. So if part of your brand is to be everybody's friend, but not to be anybody's real friend, um, cool. If, if for you following two people and one of them is like Ryan Reynolds 
And the other one is, um, I don't know, what is it? The voice of God, whatever, like follow whoever you want to follow. But even though you can develop really wonderful friends, your followers are not your friends per se. They're your community. And if you are consistent and clear, you will have the champions and they will speak on your behalf. So just don't be a garbage person. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, no, that's good. I think I think we'll end that. Because the, the, like, there's a lot of questions. Um, so many that questions. Stem from yeah. yeah. Um, and we can talk about how how often do you get involved with social media? Like, what is your followers versus who you're following? You know, all all of that. I think I think there's a little bit more that we can dig into some of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we'll do but, like maybe episode four will be a marketing part two, but like a shorter episode if that's yeah. even humanly possible. With yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or me. Um, so let's um, let's move on then to. We have some homework assignments right before yes. listening to the next episode. So I really want people to to think about how how are you showing up in the world? How do you want people to see you? Um, you know, go out and ask a handful of people that you respect. How are you perceived personally and professionally? And and that's why it's important for you to do the the assignment of like figuring out how you want to be seen so that you can go and see, does it match up with how people see you? And if, is there yeah. a disconnect? Because I think that's a big piece of it too, right? People think, Oh, this person has this opinion of me. Um, sometimes when I hear people's opinion of me, I'm like, Oh, Oh wow. Like that's generous. Um, you know, or maybe there's a disconnect, like what needs to change? Uh, I know people that have found me to be, um, fake. Hmm. Cause they're just like, how can you be so happy? Like, that's just me. Yeah. Y'all need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we're, we're going to talk about some other stuff. So I'm just going to, we're going to hang on to some of that, but Roger. Okay. Yeah. What are you grateful for this week? Um, let's see. Uh, I actually have a lot to be grateful for. I just, I just can't narrow it down to one thing. Clarity, I guess, Roger. Clarity. I know clarity. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I think that it's nice to have people around me that um, care about me as a person uh, and care about uh, my well-being. Um, and that goes with my family, but also my coworkers, too. Um, it's really nice. Like, my, my group of coworkers care about me. Uh, both professionally and personally, and that's awesome. And I'm so grateful for that. I care about you. Oh, I, I love our and... Tuesdays. <laughs> I care about you too. So no, it, it's it's nice. It's it's nice to know that people care. Yeah. So, what about you? Oh gosh, um, my moment of gratitude. I am grateful for. I'm grateful for my community because I've been consistent. Because I show up the way that I am, and I, I've been doing that for years now. That when I put out a tweet saying, hey, you know, I'm doing XYZ project, people come out and support me. And and that in turn allows me to not only pay my bills as a self-employed person, but it also allows me to continue what I'm doing so I can do that in support of other people and do my pro bono work. So I'm incredibly nice. grateful for the community of, of champions that have um, stuck around for the long haul with me. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. 
Uh, all right. Well, and that that ends this episode. Uh, and you can follow us. You should talk about how we, people can follow us on social media since yes. we're talking about brand and social media. Yes. You can find our podcast tweets at G3 Real Talk. And our website is g3realtalk.com or gamesgritandgratitude.com. But, you know, I like that short one for you, too. And nice. you can find me at Jean Leggett. I am on Twitter far too much cultivating relationships with people who <laughs> might like me. Nice. And listeners, if you like what you hear, um, one way that you can show appreciation to us is by leaving us reviews on iTunes and that will help our audience grow as well. So we'd appreciate that. And then I know we haven't read any reviews yet because we, we haven't launched the podcast yet at this point. When you're listening to it, it has obviously launched, but uh, we haven't read any reviews because we're recording a bunch of episodes before we launch it. But I, I promise you, if you leave us reviews, we will read them. Roger's wife says it's good, and so does one of my friends. So there you go. <laughs> that's, that's right. Those are two people that say it's good. <laughs> and I will say, like, for my wife to say it's good, that's really high compliments. So. There you go. There you go. I um yeah. So next episode, we're gonna make sure that we incorporate some best practices on yes. actual tactics that you can use, and who knows, maybe we'll we'll, we'll pick Victoria Trans brain. All right. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.